and I believe obviously that it's possible to be incredibly successful as a CEO or business owner or leader and not have to sacrifice other things in your life. And if we all did that, wouldn't that be amazing to be exemplars for the rest of the world that we can actually have a life, an amazing, inspiring life every day and, and not just feel like we're in the 24-7 trap of the only way you can be successful is you have to bust your butt and work 24-7. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible, exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a leading global thought leader when it comes to causing inspiring leadership within the free enterprise system. I consider her to be a sister from another mister. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Nancy McKay. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Thank you, Nikki. I'm so excited to be here on your show today. I'm excited to have you here with us. Nancy, you and I have just recently met, but I feel like we're kindred spirits. We share some of the same philosophies in terms of being of service to our fellow men and women and to entrepreneurs around the globe. And that's the reason that I'm excited to have you here. My listener, my audience is composed of the brave men and women who believe strongly in freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. These are the folks who have the courage, the guts, to take a vision and put it out there in the world and do their darndest to turn it into a reality. The reason they listen to this show is, well, they're looking for a little bit of inspiration and hope on the days they aren't feeling so good, but they're also looking to learn from you as our guest expert on how they can take your genius, your tips, your insights, and take their business and frankly, even their life to the next level. But before they can do that, they need to get to know you. They need to get to fall in love with your story. So tell us your story. How'd you get to be the great Nancy McKay? Well, I can share my McKay Forum story, which uh, started 16 years ago. I'm the CEO and founder. And uh, I realized I was lonely at the top for CEOs, executives, and business owners. And I thought, what if we actually came together? We all have the same issues and challenges as CEOs, but who are we going to talk to agenda-free, judgment-free? And so that's how McCasey Forms got started. And we're dedicated to populating the world with inspiring leaders around the world now. And the way we do it is through peer support, because we believe that there's an exponential need for peer support, that everyone on the planet, if they could just have people that they trust that they can reach out to for support and also, to your point, help them raise their game, help them think big, help them think about how they can make the world a more inspiring world, then we would all be in a better place. Yeah, that's fantastic. What you do with McKay CEO Forums is absolutely incredible. But what got you to decide to start McKay CEO Forums? Tell us a bit of that story. Well, Nikki, I know that you work with a lot of thought leaders and uh, I was very fortunate. I got invited to be a speaker for a CEO peer group. There are 14 CEOs from 
diff, all different industries in Vancouver, which is where I'm based. And one of my clients was a member of this peer support group. And so I did a presentation on setting strategy and growing your business. And after that, uh, they decided that they wanted to invite me to throw my name in the hat to become their chair. And at the time, Nikki, I didn't even know what a chair was. I didn't know what these groups were about. I was sharing my expertise because my client asked me to do so. And at the time, they didn't allow women into the group. So I thought, well, you know what? If you guys decide that it's okay to have women as part of the group, then I would consider chairing your group and running your sessions and your retreats. And if not, I have no judgments. And so they had some very uh, important earth-shattering meeting to allow women in. This was 16 years ago. And that's how Macasio Forms got started. So then I threw my name in the hat. They selected me. I became their chair. And I realized, wow, one day by time with 14 CEOs where they can park their egos and talk about business, family, and personal and really leave the sessions with greater confidence and courage, with greater inspiration to lead their organizations in the future. I thought this is what the world needs more of. The world needs more of this peer support. And what I really wanted for each and every one of them, and what I want for the world of business leaders is to not sacrifice your health or your important relationships for your career. I want people to be incredibly successful with their careers. And I believe, obviously, that it's possible to be incredibly successful as a CEO or business owner or leader and not have to sacrifice other things in your life. And if we all did that, wouldn't that be amazing to be exemplars for the rest of the world that we can actually have a life, an amazing, inspiring life every day and and not just feel like we're in the 24-7 trap of the only way you can be successful is you have to bust your butt and work 24-7. Well said. Truly, truly well said. You know, there have been other CEO peer groups around. I mean, McKay CEO Forums does things a little differently from most of them. But what made you feel that this was the right time for your vision, your brand of how to do this? Well, this was 16 years ago, and I just saw there was a huge need. And I didn't even think about who were the competitors. I did not do any kind of a market analysis or anything <laughs> like that. It was it was sheer determination and passion around the world needs more peer support. So I decided, you know what? I'm based in Vancouver. I'm going to build 10 different peers for CEOs across Canada. And then this way, the CEOs that I work with, it's not going to be lonely at the top because they'll be part of a community of CEOs who all want to be the best version of themselves every day and showing up as inspiring leaders. And that took five years for me to build the first 10 groups of 100 um, CEOs. And then I woke up one day and I thought, gosh, if it's just me, I can only help 100 CEOs. But if I could find other trusted advisors, thought leaders, coaches, consultants who believed in the power of peer support and populating the world with inspiring leaders, then in my lifetime, we could impact 10,000 members around the world. And as you know, Nikki, we now have 1,200 members around the world. So we're on our way to 10,000. And once we get to 10,000, we'll go to 100,000 because the world needs a lot more inspiration and the world needs leaders who want to be inspiring others to be the best version of themselves. That is so true. You know, we live in a time where, quite frankly, there's a lot of darkness and fear out there. And it it seems like the media, all they want to do is just hit that cortisol fear hormone and get that going in us, you know, And, and they make it sound like the world is way worse than it really is. I think most people are absolutely fabulous. They're wonderful. And they want to do good in the world. And they just don't know that it's possible. So 
what you've done is you've created an oasis, if you will, where leaders that frankly have to deal with a lot of issues realize they can go, they can let their hair down, metaphorically speaking, they can feel like they can tell the truth and, and, and not have a whole lot of blowback and judgment come back at them. And they can leave that meeting and feel like a million bucks, like a billion bucks and go out there and lead their families, lead their communities and lead their organizations. So kudos. Well, I think we, we live in a world now where this whole B Corp beneficial corporation movement has exploded during COVID. And so at McKayso Farms, we're a beneficial corporation, B Corp, which means we believe that business is a force for good. And we want to inspire all other CEOs to join the movement because it's a time where the world needs business leaders to be stepping up and really looking at business and saying, it's not just about making money. It is about making the world a more inspiring world. It is about diversity and inclusion. It is about climate. It is about, it's the whole people, planet, and profit, in addition to everything else that the world needs more of. So it's really wanting to build this McKay community to be then uh, an inspiring group of business leaders who are all on the journey of making business a force for good. It's a very exciting time. And I really believe that if we listen to the media, as you talk about, and everything is negative and the world's going to end and it's all negative energy every single day, that's not very inspiring. But if we really focus on every single person, we have the opportunity every day to show up as judgment-free leaders, to show up as the best version of ourselves every day. And that, that's, that's a big project in itself to just work on our own inspiration and then commit to every day of our lives what is the impact we want to have on the rest of the world? And, and it's a time where the mindset is shifting from we just have to bust our butts and make money to we need to bust our butts and we need to be making the world a more inspiring world every day. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I, I, I've always believed business has been a force for good. My, my late father, he passed away uh, a little over a year ago. He used to tell me when I was a boy, you know, son, we fed 51 families this week, ours and the 50 employees in his company. My father would go out and help his employees buy their first car, buy their first house. He actually would pay for it, not, not, not say, hey, I'll buy it for you and you pay me back through your salary. He'd pay for it and buy it for them and make sure that they had what they wanted and needed in the world. And he was a, a proud man, a Christian in an a overwhelmingly Muslim-majority country, Iran. And his vision for his business was he brought the best medical, hospital, laboratory equipment in the world to Iran. He'd equip hospitals, he'd equip university labs. And it was his vision to make our country a more modern place, a better place. That was always his vision. So, so for me, I've always seen business as a force for good. Frankly, I don't, I don't know a single business person in my circle that doesn't want to do good as well as do well. Well, that's inspiring. I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your father. And Thanks. obviously, he was an amazing human being and uh, made the world a more inspiring world every day. So a lot of gratitude when we have people that are, again, it's not about them. It's about how can they make an impact every single day. 
So Nancy, in addition to running a powerful business that's doing good in the world and growing well, so successful business, you're also a bit of a global thought leader yourself. You've written a couple of books. You have a new book out with a legendary thought leader in the space of consulting, Alan Weiss. Tell us a bit about your book. Well, it's very exciting. We, uh, Alan and I, it's our second book together, and it's called The Modern Trusted Advisor. And we basically wrote the book because Again, our dream is to populate the world with inspiring leaders. And I think that now more than ever, the world needs more coaches, consultants, and trusted advisors who are also inspiring leaders who see themselves as people that can support these CEOs, executives, and business owners. It was lonely at the top pre-COVID. It's even lonelier at the top in today's world, second year of COVID and all the uncertainty that's going on. So it, we wrote the book so that the uh, coaches, consultants, trusted advisors would have a roadmap on how to inspire themselves every day for the rest of their lives so that they can be showing up as inspiring trusted advisors to people at the top. So it's uh, very practical. There's 10 key success strategies. And Nikki, exactly the same success strategies that we wrote in the book for trusted advisors are the 10 success strategies that we give CEOs and business leaders on how they can inspire themselves every day. Because one of the things I noticed during the first year of COVID was people were showing up on the Zoom screen, which is our platform for bringing people together from around the world. And they kept talking about, what can I do to help my employees stay positive and be inspired and motivated and productive? And they kept asking about what can they do to help others? And I kept saying, well, what about you? What are you doing to inspiring yourself every day so that you are truly showing up as an inspiring leader? And I would get blank stares from the CEOs and executives. And that's when I thought to myself, you know, I really need to come up with a roadmap, which I've developed over 16 years of being the CEO of McCasey Forms and coaching hundreds of CEOs, a roadmap that Every single person on the planet, if you actually follow this roadmap, you can inspire yourself. You're not waiting around for someone else to inspire you. You as a human being are able to do so. And once you do that, that's the beginning of being able to inspire other people and deliver extraordinary outcomes. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's walk through some of these 10 success principles. What's the first one? Well, I'll say this, that the heart of the whole, we call inspired leadership, you go first is about being judgment-free, mm. a judgment-free human being. And what does that really mean? Well, it means that I'm not going to judge myself every day. And if I'm not judging myself, then I'm going to stop judging other people. So I'll give mm -hmm. you an example. I mean, one of the CEOs, I did a coaching session with him on this Inspired Leadership Hugo First Toolkit. And he showed up on the coaching session and he was talking about the fact that, oh gosh, like we... We grew during COVID, but, you know, we should have grown 10 times faster and we could have done this and we should have done that. And he was beating himself up about the fact that it just wasn't good enough. Wow. And I stopped and I said to him, well, do you think you're good enough as the CEO? And, and he was running and he still is running a very successful global business, but yet he was beating himself up. He was not feeling like he was good enough, smart enough, fast enough. And so I just said to him, the heart of this inspired leadership is literally saying to yourself every day, 
I am good enough. I am an amazing human being. I'm a unique individual. I'm a lovable person. That's the beginning of being judgment-free with other people. Because if you're judging yourself, not being good enough, smart enough, fast enough, are you judging your board members? Are you judging your family? Are you judging your employees? And, and that was like a huge game-changing insight for him around judgment-free. So mm. that's the beginning of leading a judgment-free life. It's we need to stop judging ourselves. Every single human being on the planet, we are good enough today. Of course, we're on a lifelong journey of self-improvement. But being an inspired human being every day starts with, I believe in myself and I am enough and what have you. And then, then there's these 10 critical success factors that really help people learn how to stop being judging themselves and judging others. And, and you know what's going on in the world today, Nikki. It's heartbreaking, all the judgment that is going on. And uh, it's just the racism, the sexism, the elitism, all these things going on. And I believe the heart of it is we have to stop judging ourselves. I'll just stop there in case you have any questions on that. And then we can go into some of these other success factors. Yeah. the ju- You know, I'm listening to you because I'm thinking about how, how I judge myself. I, I come from uh, a good Persian Christian background and uh, in our family doing well in school, doing well in, uh, in your job, doing well in your business are all things that are expected. And judgment is something we Persians do extremely well to ourselves and others, you know? So I was listening to what you were saying and thinking, yeah, what, what are the things that drain me? And one of my coaches asked me to ask myself that question. When I judge myself, it really drains me, <laughs> really, really drains me, takes away all my energy, makes me want to go to sleep. I, I just can't, I can't put out the full Nikki into the world. And when I'm listening to you share about this, that you bring this to the to the CEOs that you serve and, and, and to the chairs within your community. It makes me, it makes me think, wow, this lady's really on to something. This is a wonderful way to create a context for victory. So I just wanted to, to, to share that with you. That was a really powerful insight for me, but yeah, let's jump into some of these 10 success factors. Let's go through one or two or three of them and, and, and let the listener kind of get a feel for how this can apply to them. That'll make them buy more books too, which would be great. There you go. Well, <laughs> Very closely tied to this whole idea of being judgment-free as a human being is ego mastery. Mm. So, because our ego wants us to suffer. And I don't know about you, but one of my game changers, Nikki, is Eckhart Tolle. I've read all of his books. I've listened to his podcast. He's like an exemplar of how to be showing up as a very caring, vulnerable a serve human being every day of your life and being judgment-free. And he talks a lot about in order to master your ego, you really need to understand this, that as human beings every day, we've got 60,000 thoughts in our head and 90% are focused on catastrophizing about the future, beating ourselves up with the past. And it robs us from the ability to stay focused in the present moment and focus on the truth is every human being on the planet is an amazing human being. I don't love all their behaviors. There's lots of behaviors that are not to love, but every human being is an amazing human being. So our ego wants us to, uh, the 90% of the 60,000 thoughts, our ego wants us to catastrophize the future, beat ourselves up with the past. And, uh, and that's what we have to become aware of. And once we become aware of that, 
then we can park our egos, become very self-aware. And the number one tip I give people on ego mastery is when you are in a negative emotional state, you're angry, annoyed, you're frustrated, you're stressed out, freaked out, what have you, do not talk to another human being. Do not pick up the phone. Do not send an email and copy everyone you know. Do not make a decision. Get Because crazy talk and ego talk is going to come out guaranteed when you're in a negative emotional state. And so the key is to become aware, to not talk to another human being. And then this way you have the opportunity to get yourself into a positive state, park your ego, and then be inspiring for yourself and for others. So that's a little bit about ego mastery. I know we don't have time to dig into each one of them with all the tools, but, but that's a practical tip, right? It's just don't that's talk really to anybody. really good. You know what? I'll tell you what, I'm taking that on for myself. I'm actually going to make a note of that. When I'm not in a good space, don't speak to other people. It just, it just makes such really, really good sense. Um, I, I want to I maybe get a real clear understanding of your definition of ego because there have been other mentors that I've studied with. And frankly, I think I've told you I do some, some men's work. I lead a, a men's organization as well. And one of the things that inside that work, we, we, we say is we talk about ego. We talk about the good of ego and we talk about the bad of ego. So I really want to understand your definition of it because it sounds like according to our definition of ego, you're talking about the bad of ego. Yeah. I mean, I really, I've studied a lot about ego mastery because I think it's the biggest time waster. Uh, that's another one of my areas of expertise is time mastery because as I indicated previously, I want people to have an amazing, inspiring life and uh, you've got to master your time. So that'll be the next one we'll talk about. But uh, going back to ego mastery, yeah, it's a big time waster. And, and I really have decided that Eckhart is my game changer on ego mastery uh, because he's done the most work on it and uh, all of his work really makes sense. And there's nothing good about ego if you follow the Eckhart Tolle principles. And so it's our ego wants us to suffer. Our ego wants us to look good and be right and get on our high horses and judge other people and get defensive and play the blame game. That's our ego. So once we become aware that that's our ego and that gets in the way of trust and love and inspiration, uh, it's much easier to go through life and you don't have to put other people down. You don't have to be right. You can be inspired every day. And when you do talk to other people when you're in a negative emotional state, you know you can just apologize because crazy talk will come out and then you just have to apologize uh, to people that you've offended or that you've said things that you have deep regrets about. So the key is though, is when you're in a negative emotional state, you have to get yourself into a positive state in order to park your ego. And the way to get yourself into a positive state is number one is to breathe. Mm. And most people don't have this insight. I'm, when I'm in a negative emotional state, number one thing I do is I breathe. I use a four, seven, eight breathing. I don't know if you've used that tool, but you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for seven, you breathe out for eight. And you, I do that four times in a row, four, seven, eight breathing. So that gets me to calm down, get myself out of a negative emotion. And then I remind myself, I ask myself three powerful questions. The first one is, what does success look like? The second one is, what do I want? And the third one is, what's my purpose? And when I 
ground myself. It's impossible to be in a negative emotional state when I'm thinking about success. So if I'm annoyed, frustrated, what have you, with someone else, I stop and I say, what does success look like? Success looks like I have a positive relationship with Nikki. Nikki is an important person in my life. Perhaps he has said something that's triggered me, but success is I preserve that relationship. What is it that I really want? I really want to be connected to Nikki. I want to build more trust. What's my purpose? Purpose is to populate the world with inspiring leaders. I remind myself of all those things. And then the preventative part of ego mastery is a gratitude journal. And I do this every night before I go to bed at night. I've given this tool to literally hundreds of CEOs and executives. I have a gratitude journal. Every night before I go to sleep, I just put down all the things I'm grateful for. You'll be on my journal tonight. Nikki, gratitude to be able to connect with you and serve you and your community. It's such an honor. The fact that I didn't have to travel today. I'm at home with my husband and kids. And it's 35 degree weather here in Vancouver, which doesn't happen often hot on sunny. Gratitude, right? That's the opposite of stress and anxiety and fear. And that's a preventative on the ego because then you go to sleep at night, your subconscious mind goes to work, gets the negative ego stuff out of your head. You wake up in the morning, you live in the dream. That's, that's one of the tools. That's the ego master tool as well. You know, I took some really good notes on what you just said right now, because I really like what you said. I love the three questions. I'm going to adopt those myself, and I'm going to bring that into some of the teams that I work with. The gratitude journal is something I do. I, I usually do it in the morning. And um, the way that I do it is I pick three three things, and then I pick 10 people. And I, I, I think about the three things for a minute. So one of the things I'm grateful for is I love where I live in the beach. So I'm kind of overlooking my deck over here in Toronto. I know it's maybe not quite as beautiful as Vancouver, but it's still pretty cool where I live. It's awesome. So I'm usually really grateful for that. I have an insane book collection. I'm one of these people who collects like physical books. I probably have 4,000 books around my house. I don't know if you can see them behind me, some of them, but that's, that's one of my things. I read a lot of fiction. I read a lot of nonfiction, biography, history. I feel grateful for that every day. And I've been very grateful for this conversation today too. I've been very grateful that uh, Larry connected us. And you know, from the moment we had our first conversation, I thought, wow, I don't know exactly where this relationship is going to go, but I think we're going to be doing some really cool and interesting things together. And, and I've, been, I've been excited to have this interview with, with you. I got up at 4.30 this morning. I've got a daily call I do with this fellow who's my advisor on trading cryptocurrency. I just like I told him, I said, hey, I've got a really important call today. So let's let's really be on point today. You know what I mean? I got to get my head in the game. So it was really great. Yeah, so great. And I'm glad you mentioned Larry Cooper because he is an amazing human being in my life. He's one of our Macasio Forms chairs and rock star CFO who coaches a lot of CFOs and really helps them raise their game. So thank you for acknowledging that was our common connection. Oh, absolutely. Larry's an amazing human being. He, he, he truly is. He does some consulting work for, for us uh, as well. And I've introduced him to a couple of my uh, CEO clients that I believe he's doing some work for. And I think Larry's one of the best people in the world when it comes to really knowing his stuff. He's truly a thought leader in his area of expertise. And, uh, and he does really good work. I'd like to see him be able to, uh, to expand what he's up to and get to the levels that, uh, that, he, that he wants. He's got a lot of great clients, but I think one of the things he told me, I'm sure he told you when he started working with you, is that he relied on one primary client. He had one client that was 
like 70% of his business at the time. I said, Larry, you need some diversification, brother. What happens if this client gets hit by a bus? You know what I mean? You got to have some other sources of revenue. So it's really great that That's he's right. working with you. Well, and, and he's an example of a modern trusted advisor. He, he has like, he's an example of ego mastery. He's low ego. He's very humble and he wants to support the world. And in particular, he has a huge passion for CFOs and that's why he runs a CFO peer group for rockstar CFOs across Canada and around the world. And so, so that's just an example of someone who he's not just a, why don't I get another gig? He's about how do I make the biggest impact on the people that I really love to uh, be working with? So why don't we talk about, uh, we're going to talk about time mastery as one of the critical inspiring leadership toolkits and then maybe we talk about relationship mastery because that's Larry Cooper, his relationships that uh, he's mastered. So around time mastery, uh, here's the thing. I've been sharing my time mastery tools with hundreds of CEOs over the past 16 years. And what I've learned is we all have 24-7. It's a level playing field. No one has any additional time. So the number one issue is having a mindset. Most people go through life going, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time. And that's actually not the truth. The truth is we have 24-7 and we have 365 days a year, every year for the rest of our lives. So the key is around time mastery is not making the three biggest mistakes that most business leaders make. The first one is falling into the 24-7 trap. And we talked about this previously, where most people have a mindset, I can't be a successful CEO or business owner unless I'm working 24-7 and I have to sacrifice everything. That's just a myth. The second biggest mistake is, I call it the do-it-yourself syndrome. And this is where ego gets in the way, where people think I'm the only one good enough, smart enough, fast enough to get the job done so that they're rolling up their sleeves and they're getting everything done, but then they're burning out. And then the third biggest mistake is, I call this the, the negativity virus, where people show up in a negative emotional state 80% of the time. And because they're listening to all the negative things going on around them, and they're making decisions when they're in a negative emotional state. And we make really bad decisions when we're in a negative emotional state. So those are the three key biggest mistakes that business leaders make when it comes to mastering time. So my view is this, is if we have a mindset of an abundance mindset around time, we have 24-7. What we need to do is literally look at the calendar and put into the calendar self-care time, time with people that we love, reflection time, taking care of our health time, you got to get enough sleep. Those are things that are must happen in order to be able to function as the best version of yourself every day. You must take care of yourself first and foremost. And if you do that, it's this healthy selfishness, right? You take care of you first. You have a lot more energy and love and inspiration and brain power to give the rest of the world. But if you skip that step, which is what I've learned through COVID that most people were doing, you skip that step, you're going to burn out, crash and burn and have all kinds of health issues, which is heartbreaking for me. And as you know, that health, uh, mental health crisis was a crisis pre-COVID. 
and it's getting worse So much now. worse. So uh, we really need to take this message seriously around mastering time so that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I ought to introduce you to my lovely better half, Teresa. Um, she works with me and she has a background in um, running clinics and she, she worked as a psychologist and ran a psychology clinic for 10 plus years. One of the things, she's been a coach for Anthony Robbins uh, and really, really great at what she does. One of my clients, um, the fellow who owns restaurants, I think I told you about him when you and I first spoke, he is very concerned now that things are slowly opening up about the mental health of his people. So we went and we did a little bit of research. It would startle you how bad things are from a mental health perspective. It almost makes you cry for our fellow man and woman. Like people are killing themselves at an unprecedented rate. Yeah, And it's because of these damn lockdowns that they haven't been around other human beings who'd be able to talk them out of some of the craziness they get into when they're in their own head. The head, your mind is a dangerous place to go in by yourself. It really is, you know? It, it, it's yeah. incredible. So Teresa put a program together for him and his people. And I, I looked at her and I said, "Hun, you know, this, this, this could be a good business, but this is really needed. You should, you should go like do this talk for a bunch of people. Like when she, when she was doing the talk for, for my client, he was like, yeah, oh my God, this is your, this is it. This is what we need. And it, it's, it's incredible how rough it is for kids as well. I have two sons that are 15 and 13 years old. Nancy, I'm telling you, I do everything in my power to have my, my boys be in a good headspace and they do better than most, but it's still been horrible for them. They've had friends, like I'm talking 12 year olds, kill themselves, kill yeah, themselves, 12 years old. Why would a 12 year old need to kill themselves? How would anybody really? But, but I mean, it's, it, 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 it is the biggest crisis of our time right now, in my opinion. It is. It is. And again, if you skip the step, doesn't matter what age you're at, if you skip the step or you don't know how to, and what I discovered, which is why I wrote this whole inspired leadership, you go first roadmap is people don't have love self every day. Number one, you have to love yourself. That's that whole judgment free yourself and others. You need to be able to master your ego because your ego is going to make you suffer. You need to be able to master time so that your art care of you, which is more important. You also need to be able to master relationships because love is the most important basic need. And so making it safe for men and women and boys and kids and girls to realize that you've got to surround yourself with people that you love and they love you. That's just so fundamental to living an inspiring life. And then there's all kinds of other things around social contribution, because if you're feeling like you're helping others, you get a lot of inspiration. If you feel like you're innovating and learning and growing every day, then you're going to be inspired. And then I know we don't have time to go through all 10 of them, but the, the, the key is the having game changes in your life. This is another very important principle of inspired leadership. You go first. Yes. I need to master my ego and my time and relationships and emotional emotions and all these things. But I also want to be reaching out and finding people that are game changers that are going to give me additional confidence and inspiration. And I believe that's what kids need in today's world. And I believe that's what everyone needs is to be thinking about, okay, if I have a challenge or I have an opportunity, 
Who is it that's been there and done that before? And game changers can be someone, I've talked about Eckhart Tolle. I have Harville Hendricks, who's uh, getting the love you want, relationship expert, uh, who's one of my game changers. And then I have people that I've hired as coaches to be, that have been game changers. They've had a roadmap to give me additional courage and confidence. People on my advisory board, I can go on and on. But most people don't think of, I have a challenge or opportunity. Who on the planet can help me? Most people have been trained, especially boomers, like, uh, you know, I'm 55 now. I want to go at 110 and go boom. Yes, and uh, yes. But, you know, I was trained to suck it up and do it all yourself. And then one day I realized when I was uh, in, in New Zealand, I went to New Zealand to get my PhD. And I thought to myself, here I am in New Zealand, 33 million people, 85 million sheep, and I want to get my PhD and I was working full time. Like who on the planet is going to help me get this done? And I discovered this guy who was in Philadelphia, Majidic Beria, who was in my research area. And if it wasn't for him, there's no way I would have gotten my PhD done. So it's I keep telling people these stories of, look, you have a challenge. You have an opportunity. You want to be thinking, who on the planet has been there and done that before? To give me the shortcuts, the roadmap, the inspiration, and the courage. Sometimes you hire them. Sometimes you, you just build the relationship with them of reciprocity. Uh, sometimes you've just never met them, but you've followed their thought leadership, which I know you do a lot of work with thought leaders. They have a huge impact on the world just by sharing their messages, right? You know, it's funny. Um, this conversation is so powerful for me on so many levels. Here's my, my, my clean little secret, as I call it, for my podcast. Um, I get to interview the smartest, most successful people in the world and have a one-on-one -on -one session with them where they teach me how to become better. It's just awesome. It's a great way to get free mentoring. I was speaking with a fellow Vancouverite of yours, a gentleman by the name of Patrick Francie. I don't know if you know Patrick. He runs Rain, the real estate investment network organization. They are the world's largest real estate education company. They've been around since 1999. They've had 175,000 people do their courses since 1999. Patrick's a really, really amazing guy. He's built a fantastic community, you know, a Canadian company. And can you imagine they're the largest real estate investment education company in the world? Very proud of that fact. Patrick is very interested in serving men as well. So I had him come and sit in on one of my men's meetings and he sat and he listened and took some detailed notes, gave me a lot of feedback, gave the men in the, in, in the, in the room feedback during the meeting. But he suggested that I go buy uh, Seth Godin's book, Tribes. And so I, I bought that book and I read it in just three or four days because it's a pretty short book. And the key thing that Seth said in that book is, if your movement's to grow, it can't all be on you. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And it's the same message that you just delivered to me right now about, I wonder who on the planet is going to help me succeed with this. I'm starting to learn how to think that way. But all my life, I've been the one. It's always been on my shoulders. I felt emotionally exhausted, Nancy, just until a few weeks ago. It, when Patrick gave me this book and I read it, I just thought, oh my God. No wonder I feel so tired all the time. And I'm a person with a ton of energy. And now I'm asking myself, okay, who's going to help me get my dream 
to the level that I want it to be at. So one of the one of the things that I thought you'll appreciate this is I I want to grow our men's movement. Larry Cooper's part of our men's organization. I said, Larry, I can't I can't do this all myself. I can't be the one that's always implementing things. Not that it's Larry's fault or anyone else's fault. It's my fault because I kind of stepped into that role. And then I went to Larry and I said, Larry, I also want to grow what we're doing in terms of thought leadership, right? Because we used to do everything with live events. Live events haven't been a thing for quite a while, as you know. That put a damper on a few things for us. We pivoted and we've done okay, but I really want to take this to the next level. And when Larry did our program, he said, Nikki, you're the best kept secret around what you guys do. And I said, Larry, how do I take this to the next level? I got to reach more people. And he looked me in the eye and he said, well, you know, I'm a chair at McKay CEO forums, right? Well, yeah. He said, you should meet Nancy McKay. He's just like, you should, she's got 60 other people like me. I bet you they don't love this. And I'm like, wow. It was, imagine if I had to claw and scratch my way to get 60 people during a time where I can't meet them one-on-one. And that's my strength, meeting people one-on-one and face-to-face. I imagine it's a bit of yours as well. And Larry, with one conversation, he was that guy. He was the equivalent of the fellow who helped you get your PhD going. That's right. That's called a game changer. Someone that's got a roadmap or your good point is someone that has a circle of people that match exactly the passion and the competency that you want to give the world. And so, and that's the beautiful thing about relationship mastery. Uh, let's talk about that one as a third critical success factor for living a life of, of great inspiration every day is really taking a look at uh, your relationships and really identifying who are the people that are your top 20 relationships. When I coach CEOs, I always work with them on, let's come up with your top 20 relationships, internal, external, personal, family, whatever. Let's come up with your top 20 list. And let's take a look at, are you actually deepening your relationship with the people that matter most to you? And that's why I said Harville Hendricks is a game changer because when I read his book, Getting the Love You, Ro- Getting the Love you Want, and uh, uh, he's got a roadmap, game-changing roadmap for love relationships, which is exactly the same toolkit as any kind of business relationship or relationship with your kids or what have you. Relationships are relationships. Is, as he would say, uh, if you can master a love relationship, then all the other relationships are a piece of cake. So. The bottom line of relationship mastery is uh, taking a look at those top 20 relationships that really matter. And then my definition of love is a broader definition than, and I have an abundance mindset around love. Uh, And many people in the business world think, well, I love my kids and I love my wife and that's all. I look at it and I love every human being on the planet. I don't necessarily love all their behaviors, but every human being, 8 billion people on the planet matters to me. So relationship mastery is about looking at human beings, each human being, through the lens of love. And I have three aspects of love. doesn't matter who it is. Number one, it's about treating every human being with open-heartedness. That is the beginning of showing love to someone, is being open-hearted, which is the opposite of judgmental, right? So Caring, open-hearted to any human being on the planet, doesn't matter who it is, in particular your top 20 list. Number two is tell the truth. Because when you love someone, you are prepared to tell them the truth. 
If you don't love them, you just blow them off or write them off. So it's a huge commitment to tell the truth in a judgment-free way. And the third part of uh, mastering relationships is being unconditional. And I remember one of the presentations I do at McCasey Forums is trust and love are your biggest game changers. And I did this all through COVID because our members told me they wanted more trust and intimacy with the people around them. Social isolation was really, really hitting people hard. So they said, like, you got to find a way to create more trust and intimacy within our McKay community. So I said, all right, I'm going to share my roadmap of relationship mastery. I'll call it trust and love are the biggest game changers. And I'm going to introduce the language of love and business. And I just remember doing my first presentation. I was talking about, well, you got to love your customers. You got to love your employees. You got to love your family. And this one CEO stopped and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I do not love my customers. They are paying the ass. They don't pay their bills on time. They are cranky. They complain all the time. And I cannot use the word love with my customers. And he said, this is the last day that I'm going to have customers that I don't love. And he said, my commitment is I'm going back to my team and I'm going to say to them, we are going to build this company, this company with customers that we love. And if we are doing business with customers that we don't love because they're out of integrity or they don't meet our values or whatever, we're, and that was the beginning of his huge insight around what if you actually looked at people that mattered to you, like your customers, through the lens of, do you love these people? Are you open-hearted with them? Do you tell them the truth in a respectful way? And is that unconditional? That was a game changer. Just that mindset of abundance of love. And uh, so that's relationship mastery. It's, it's really those three things. Nancy, you've been dropping gold, truth bombs throughout this interview. I got to tell you, I mean, we only booked an hour. I think I should have booked four hours. This should have been like a Joe Rogan interview. You know what I mean? To go through each of these because this is incredible stuff. I love relationship mastery. I mean, I've recently written a book, co-written a book with Kai Bjorn, the founder, um, the, sorry, not the founder, the CEO of BNI Canada. Uh, on connecting in relationships. And we call, we're calling it the power of connecting, which is kind of a cool title. But I like relationship mastery better because that speaks to really mastery, which really is all about doing your best to, to be the best at something. But it's also, it evokes a sense of love, loving the people that you're in contact and connection with. And I, I just love how you've infused that into your business. Powerful, powerful stuff. One of the pieces of uh, IP I created with those pink sheets I showed you when we spoke last was a statement that says, sales is an act of love. You should only sell to people you deeply love and care about. And I really, really believe that. And I'm just so heartened to hear you say it because it resonated so strongly with me. And I bet you it's going to resonate with my listener and my audience. Well, love is the most important basic human need. So I say this to business leaders all the time. We have to get over this angst around using the word love in the workplace and love in business. It's all about love. And that's what people need now more than ever is, and again, my definition of love is being open-hearted, telling the truth. Sometimes you need tough love and being unconditional. And so it doesn't matter if you actually approach every human being through the lens of, 
I'm going to be open hearted with this person. Doesn't matter what they say or do. They can be yelling and screaming. They can be in ego talk. Let's expect it. Emotions are running really high. So people are generally speaking crankier than I've ever experienced in my role of 16 years. And again, I don't judge them. I just say, hey, if everybody had relationship mastery and emotional mastery and ego mastery and time mastery, this is the beautiful world I want to live in, which is why I'm so passionate about spreading this message of, yeah, you got to love the people you work with, you live with, you play with. Otherwise, it's not a very inspiring life to live. Amen. Well said. Well said. Well said. The world needs more Nancy McKay. So kudos to you for putting this together and putting the book out there. We'll, we're, we're definitely going to put the book in the show notes. Um, Nancy, I've, I've, I've got to trade you. I'll send you some of my books. Please send me a signed copy of your book. I'd love to have it. And, and I'm going to read it cover to cover. And I'll take a lot of what you've taught me today. And I'm going to bring it to my, to my circle and my clients, especially investing in your 20 top relationships. I think that's so powerful and it's so important cataloging what those are would be a game changer for so many people, myself included. Just being clearly aware of who are my top 20 relationship, never mind doing all the other things that you've uh, coached me to do, which is to treat them all with open-heartedness versus judgment, to tell them the truth, and, and to truly be unconditional. So, Well, Nikki, I applaud you for the work that you're doing with your men's group, and we have that in common because I'm on the board of Blueprint, which used to be called the Men's Initiative at UBC. And uh, our dream is to uh, help men become better men through the men's initiative. Men become better fathers. Men have more uh, space to be vulnerable and be human. And, uh, and I believe that that can happen if we have men and women. Women help becoming better women and men becoming better men together. So I look forward to supporting you with your men's group and the work that you're doing. It's, uh, I'll just share this with you. I, I, we recently celebrated Father's Day at the McCabe family. And my daughter, I've got two kids. My daughter's 20. My son's 22. And my daughter was saying to me that she, how excited she was about Father's Day because we were going to have a big dinner and family time. And she said, most of my friends were asking me to do stuff with them. And they didn't even know that it was Father's Day because their fathers didn't even have much to do with them. And it was just so heartbreaking for me to hear her say that. And she said, I'm lucky, you know, like my dad spends time with me and, and I love my dad and we're doing Father's Day. And so, you know, another reason why, again, how do we help men become better men, better fathers, women become better mothers, human beings. And uh, we, we, I'm totally uh, aligned with what you're doing and, and grateful to be able to partner with you on that. Thank you. I, I really, truly appreciate that. Uh, it, it's it's a critical time in the world for many reasons. It's a wonderful time, but it's also a critical time. And uh, there's a lot of men today who feel lost. Um, one of the guests I had on the podcast a while back was Dr. Warren Farrell. He wrote the book, The Boy Crisis, with Dr. John Gray, who's the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And if you read the stats they cite in there, it, it, it will horrify you, horrify you at how rough it is for younger men and, and boys in particular. And I got to tell you, um, it's, it's the honor of my life to be able to take a stand in this way. And, um, you know, I got a vision to see this grow and I got a vision to help more and more men who knows exactly where it's going to go. 
Uh, who knows exactly how it's going to end up. But if I can help uh, even one man feel like his life is better, maybe help him keep his family together when, when otherwise he wouldn't be able to do that, have a better relationship with his children, uh, and avoid the devastation that comes to so many, um, I'd be good with that. I'd be really good with that. Yeah. So, Nancy, thank you for that. So we like to end off each and every single one of our episodes by asking you to do two things for us. So first of all, um, what's the best way for people to pick up a copy of the book? Well, they can reach to, out to me right now at nancy at mckayceoforms.com uh, because the book will be out in print in October. In October. So okay, great. It's not actually available, but we'll have free copies, et cetera. So anyone can contact me. Or they can go to mckayceoforms.com and reach me through our, our website at McKay. Okay, great, great, great. And if there's some CEOs that are interested in finding out more about the McKay way and how they can join the movement, what's the best way for them to do that? Same. They can reach out to me or go to our mckayceoforums.com website and happy to get them involved with our community. Awesome. 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 Well, we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes and uh, we'll make sure to let folks know that they should grab the book. I'm looking forward to reading the book. I got to tell you just from what you've shared with me today, I'm excited to read the book and I'm excited to share it with a ton of people. I think it's absolutely fantastic. So kudos, well done uh, and God bless. So we like to end off each and every single episode by asking you as our guest expert, what are your top three expert action steps? These are your three best pieces of advice that you suggest our listener take on to improve their life or their business. So what say you? Well, given we just finished talking about ego mastery, time mastery, and relationship mastery, we have an inspired leadership you go first strategy guide that will be complimentary for any of your listeners. And so again, it's the same way that they can go to mccaseoforums.com and they can get a copy of that guide with all 10 critical success factors and actually take action steps on, on the, all of those. Anybody that's desperate for time mastery, which is a huge challenge for people, so uh, they can go to our website to get a time mastery strategy guide, and I have a video on it, and so I really want to help the world master their time so that they can master their life and be inspired every day. And then the third piece is to honestly, every day, say to yourself, I am enough. I'm an amazing human being. I'm a lovable person. That is the antidote to self-judgment. And if every human being would do that every single day, we would eradicate sexism and racism and elitism and all these things that we really need to do to make the world a more inspiring world. So that's all I got for you today, Nikki. Thank you so much for inviting me to your show. No, that's you, you bet. Absolutely. Those are three really good expert action steps. I mean, time mastery, relationship mastery, and ego mastery are, are, are really powerful, really important. I took some really detailed notes on those and I'm looking forward to implementing them myself. So listener, Nancy McKay is the real deal. She's offered a lot of gold during this interview and she's dropped a lot of truth bombs. Make sure that you listen to this episode a couple of times and you take some detailed notes. That's number one. And go to uh, the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you listen to the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, et cetera. And you can get all that information in there as well. How to get in touch with her. She's giving you her personal email address. I mean, 
Not everybody who comes on the show does that. So thank you for doing that, Nancy. Take advantage of that. Get in touch with It's incredible when I've been on other people's shows and I've done that. A few people reach out to me, but I, I, I'm surprised that it isn't more. I guess a lot of people feel shy about that. But I want to just really encourage you to take advantage of this and, and learn from this incredible lady. So N Nancy for prime minister one day, you know, Nancy, when you're done with the whole business thing, I think this, this attitude would really, really do well from a political point of view. Uh, leaders need to, to bring this not just to organizations, but to countries. And listener, here's the last thing I want to say. If you've enjoyed this episode, you know that we don't charge for our podcast. And frankly, we don't even have a sponsor for our podcast. The only payment we ask is that if you enjoyed this episode, if there's someone in your circle that you know that ought to hear this message, share it with them. Just tell them, hey, I listened to this podcast episode with Nancy McKay. There's a lot of good stuff in there that I think you could benefit from and share it with that person. That's how you help grow this movement for freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. And that's how you help us fulfill our mission to reach as many people as we can. Nancy McKay, thank you for joining us today and gracing us and our humble show with your wisdom and with your presence. Thanks, Nikki. Pure joy to partner with you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Nancy McKay, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. And in order to take advantage of all the wonderful things that she's offered, make sure that you go, you take advantage of sending her an email, you take advantage of going to her website. In order to take advantage of all the incredible tools that we offer at East Circle Academy, to help you go from where you are inside your business to being the best version of yourself as a thought leader, go to ecircleacademy.com. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by ecircleacademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.